When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Established 2019. Direct from the North Wales coast. His verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. Well, welcome to episode 34 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. And my guest this week, what a treat, what a treat we've got. It's the UK, we're going back to the UK, and it is the fourth generation superstar of the world-famous Knight family, Ricky Knight Jr. Ricky Knight Jr. is one of the hottest prospects in the UK, in the world. He's wrestled a lot of places in his early career. He's been to America, all over Europe. You'll get to hear so much from him, his influences, how the family have influenced him, the styles he's taken from his family members. Just another great, great episode with a great, great guy. He's got his head screwed on for a young guy too. So here we go, episode 34 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast with Ricky Knight Jr. Enjoy. Right, a warm welcome to my guest for episode 31 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's the fourth generation star of the world-famous Knight family, Ricky Knight Jr. How's it going, Ricky? Very well, mate. Uh, Good considering we're in this time. Um, Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Pleasure's all mine, man. Pleasure's all mine. How is everything with lockdown, Ricky? How are you finding it? Uh, hard. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to be on the road, you know, every weekend or all week, most cases, um, to, you know, sitting in the house and not doing nothing or, you know, going for a run and walks and the weights I've got in the garden. It's very, it's very hard because it's a complete change of lifestyle, isn't it? But everyone's in the same boat, I guess. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna begin like into the wrestling stuff. When did you first become part of a wrestling show? Oh well, when I was about two days uh, old, my dad got me to ring and like sort of a tradition. You know, like when I have a baby down here, they sort of give him the ring and hold him up in front of the fans. So I don't know when I was two days like old. That's the first time I was in a ring on a show. 
Cool, man. Cool. When was your When was your first experience in a match capacity? Uh, well, you know, I I was managing my dad at like four years old, but my first match was when I was about nine. I wrestled someone else who was uh, about eleven or twelve, and then um, when I was ten years old, I wrestled like an adult as like, my first initiation match. That's that's early, man. <laughs> you were young. You were so young going in there. That's that's cool. I don't think many Very could say. I don't think many could say they were that young having their first match. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Which wrestlers did you gravitate to as a kid? Like um, in terms of like WWE, you know, the big the big companies, maybe even obviously the companies over here and War. Were any yeah, guys you gravitated um, to? I've sort of always been, you know, my, my dad's sort of been the person that I look up to as a career. Um, so I think my I personally think my dad's like one of the best workers in the world, but He's never got that main stage platform to format, um, you know, because of stuff that has happened in his past. But my dad has been like a quite big influence on what I base my my wrestling off, and um, you know, him and Shawn Michaels, and you know, in the WWE, I think Shawn Michaels is probably the best wrestler to grace a professional wrestling ring. Um, so they're the sort of two that you know I looked up to uh, growing up, and I still I still do now. How was training and learning the craft of pro wrestling? How, how did you find it when you were younger? Difficult um, at first as well because it was I was sort of like the first child to like start training with the adults. Um, which down here now they have like uh, kids classes, like all the children go together. But obviously I was the first child to you know wrestle the adults, no other children around. So it was quite hard because they didn't know whether to. You know, treat me like an adult or treat me like a kid or, you know, they didn't know what to do. But once, you know, after like the first sort of year of breaking into and like training, it, it sort of become natural and they sort of treat me like an adult. And um, a lot of them want to wrestle me because I was lighter, so they throw me around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, especially like first coming to it, it was very weird, you know, going from wrestling people like twice your size and three times your weight. What was it like developing your move set? I know that's probably fast forward in a bit. Getting your moves together and stuff like that. How how was that? Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, I took. I'm quite lucky with my family, so I can take like a little bit from each of them. And that's not just like a move set. That's like you know their personas and the way they move around the ring. So I've been very fortunate to be born into the family I have. Um, you know, and for me, it's sort of. I've got set moves that I do do or set sequences I do do for, like you know the fantasy but I wouldn't necessarily have a move set because you know you can win a fight in any way and it's the same with wrestling you know it doesn't matter what move you hit as long as it's effective you know what I mean so I don't I don't so much have a move set you know I've got stuff, stuff that you know i got a little one but I like to sort of go off the fly and like keep a big move set open rather than have like select moves that I do like the five moves I do <laughs> Who have you yeah. enjoyed? Who have you enjoyed tearing it up with in the ring? Who, who's who's been good to, to get in there with and really, you know, test yourself with? Yeah, yeah. Again, um, you know, obviously growing up watching like my dad and that down here uh, in Norwich, it was um, you know always wanted to be in the main event like with my dad because that's where he always was and he's always a world champion. And a fight there um, at, at Car Road when we had five thousand people in uh, to wrestle him there. 
was like you know a very real moment and like we did like a load of crazy spots and that so that was nice to wrestle him there and um robbie x the rest of robbie x like numerous amount of places now and numerous amount of times there's been positive feedback online so um me and him obviously did something right and robbie's a fantastic guy as well let alone a fantastic worker but so you know to sort of wrestle him as well and tear up places is great so um yeah those are the like, main sort of two that i i reflect back to you that's cool man what you, you are oh, what what a time what a time to be doing it as well the amount of guys that are out there now for you yeah i mean the time right now is probably not so fortunate but yeah but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should have worded that better rick can you tell the listeners and the viewers where pro wrestling is taking you different promotions um have, have you been outside of the uk obviously list your uk yeah. ones as well um obviously quite i think i mean uh way too many to name but you know i've been obviously w um where i trained um which obviously ran by the knight family um and then i went to hope wrestling um and then i then went to southside wrestling i uh, obviously don't run anymore but it was ran by ben old um and i went to pcw with my dad and uncle and that's the first sort of place that had me regular when i was like young i was only like 16 or maybe 15 but they had me like regular all, all the time as well as my uncle and dad so um pcw was Stephen flutter um you know i was very fortunate like he took a chance to me and then i then broke properly in with um ben old at Southside. um and then yeah i sort of just went from there you know i've been lucky enough that i'm now with rev pro and andy Kilden, which is a fantastic record promotion and um, i've been very fortunate already which i'm grateful for um, I've been to ICW in Scotland, um, BWR in Cleveports, where yeah. um, where I've had some great matches with Robbie there. Um, and then, yeah, I've been, you know, I've wrestled for uh, HEW, Target Wrestling, um, UWE, which is ran by Ben Taylor. Um, yeah, Fallen Star, DOA. Uh, yeah, I think there's a few other ones that I'll probably forget. <laughs> Sure. That's a good. That was a good. Li- that was a good list off the top of your head, that Rick. Yeah, I mean, the ones that sort of. I think they're the ones I've held a belt in. That's why. <laughs> but, <laughs> have you um, been? Have you been abroad? Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. I've been to. Um, I I went to. Well, I can't remember. Oh, the first place I went to was France, and um, I went there twice for ECTA wrestling, um, which I won on my first like belt overseas over there. Um, I wrestled Mitchell Star twice. And then um, I went to Germany. Um, I went to Germany twice. Um, and then I went to New Orleans in 2018. Yeah, mom. And um, I, I wrestled Luke Hawks, Perry, PJ Hawks, and um, Damien 666 and Bestia 666 from The Crash. Cool. Um, so I wrestled for Wildcat over there. That was me and my dad. So it was like a father and son match. And um, we walked out on top. Um, and then recently I just went to Orlando and then, um, yeah, and then I, I have got a few other ones lined up, but I was meant to be in South Africa in, uh, July. Cool. Obviously that's not going to happen now, but that's another place that I'm, yeah. I'm looking for. So there's many other countries where, you know, like Japan and going back to America and there's loads more places I'd, I'd love to go and love to experience. Just keep adding stuff to your tool belt, isn't it? With the world styles. Well, yeah, you know, not just that, you know, when you're, we can only do this for a certain amount of time and some people would do it, you know, some people can do it longer than others, but you get a bad injury, you know, like my aunt, 
and you've got nothing to show for it, how devastating will you be? You know what I mean? But yeah, if, you, if you have a big injury and you've got all these memories and all these places you've been, all these people, like the amazing people you've met, all these amazing wrestlers that, um, you know, you've had great matches with and, um, you know, and it's all sort of worth it in the end, you know. A little bit of a sick way. <laughs> cool. You touched upon fight there and the match with your dad. I had that down as a question. Um, so yeah, I was just how was it coming up against your dad? Um, obviously winning winning the title. How how was how was that? How was it for you? Just yeah. ending on it a bit. Yeah, I mean it was like to sort of sum it up. Like you know, um, I played when I was younger. I played for uh, Norwich. You know, like at an academy level. Um, and so did my dad. So for us to go there and put on the first wrestling show to ever be in, you know, Cairo, which I think is a fa- sort of think it's a fantastic idea because the stadium holds thirty thousand, and you could probably get five thousand on the pitch, maybe ten thousand on the pitch. So um, to sort of be there and like the build up to it was like more than anything. Like it was crazy. I, that, that's a memory that will like live for me forever. Um, you know, that's like the first stadium show, for example. And I remember just like pulling up in the car after like seven months of knowing what's going on. And um, yeah, I walk in and like we had all these VIP passes um, and I had my brother in law with me. So I gave him my like triple uh, A pass so he could get in. Obviously, I walked straight in because they, they knew like obviously um, who I was and obviously the family. And um, yeah, sort of walking in and seeing the ring be set up with like. Like four different trucks on there, like for the rings and for the chairs and for the like the weapons and the merch stand. And sort of being there, it was such a beautiful day. It was so sunny. Um, and yeah, it was, like, I don't know, just, just looking in, it was crazy. Um, and then when I then got, we then went upstairs um, and got changed. Um, and yeah, and then like, you could sort of like go up another level and watch out and just watching the crowd. Um, come in. I went to the stairs and like, watched them walking in. And then um, there's a disabled lad called Brandon who was, was like, a big fan, but he was like, sh- trying to shout to get my attention. So I went downstairs and I like, walked through the fans, like got a picture of him, um, just because obviously he wasn't about to do it at the at the meet and greet because he can't really like get around. Yeah. Um, going back up and just watching. So now it's just crazy watching five thousand people come in. And um, yeah, and then when we then rested my dad. I don't know, it just, it just went in a second. You know, it took forever to come around, it just went in a second. But, uh, yeah, it's an experience that I'll, I'll never forget. Turnbuckle TV is the home of UK wrestling on demand, featuring over 40 UK wrestling promotions and other wrestling-related channels. Subscribe today from just one ninety nine and start your free one-month trial now. GTG, often imitated but never duplicated Kind of broad at the shoulder, narrowed at the hip. No other promotion. Give us any lip. We're the best of the best. The beast of the east. SOS. Simply out of sight. GTG. What he said, good times going to you. Can no you tell us where else you've held titles? That was the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I could, I could probably do a few of them in order. So my first ever belt was a tag team title against. Uh, for HEW, HEW tag team title, they're like these yellow belt, they're bright yellow, and they have like paint over them, so it's like so old. Um, and I won that with my cousin, uh, PJ Knight. Um, and it's funny actually, because we weren't meant to go over, uh, we weren't meant to win, and uh, one of the guys didn't turn up. 
So um, it's sort of like a charm one. And um, yeah, so that was my first belt. My second belt come a bit after that. That was a WW under 23 title in a ladder match. Um, and then from there, that's probably all in, well, in order, remember? And I've held the, so I've held a few down in WW. So I've had the WW um, Cruiserweight, Open Light Heavyweight, which I won off Jody Fleisch. Um, I've been like a WWE World Tag Team Champion like three or four times. Um, uh, WWE uh, British Champ, WWE TV Champ, um, WWE World Champ. Uh, and then I've had UWE Heavyweight Title, which I've still got. UWE International Title, which I've still got. Um, I've been BWR Cruiserweight Champion, um, which I'm probably a bit too heavy for now. <laughs> I've been Southside uh, Tag Champ, uh, Southside Speaking Champion, which I still have, and Southside uh, European Champion. Um, I've had yeah the ECTA Junior Championship um, and the ECTA Tag Team Championship, um, the Target. Uh, the target championship um yeah there's probably a couple of one i forgot but yeah they're the ones that sort of spring to mind who have you come up against defending various titles you've won who were some of the standout guys maybe for you who've been in there with defending the belts yeah uh reverse back to robbie x um recently uh valentine's day this year actually um I was that's me and Robbie X in short call um, for the speaking title. And fun fact for anyone, like none of the Knight families have ever won at York Hall. And um, I went there and I was at the first Knight family member to win at York Hall and defend the belt. So that was obviously quite a nice one to, to defend against. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's probably one, the first, probably the biggest one to be fair, because just like the, the singing of it, you know what I mean? That's my first singles at. Um, your call for Red Pro. Um, that was sold out. Um, and yeah, no, none of my family have ever won there before. And um, to sort of break the curse um, of your call and wrestle Robbie X and come out the winner, uh, I think that's sort of the, the biggest one just because what the odds were stacked against me, you know what I mean? Which domestic talents, which UK talents do you reckon are going to take wrestling by storm? That guys, like UK-based guys that are standing out for you who are going to make a name for themselves? Um, I mean, there's a few obvious ones, but, you know, I don't want to pick them out. I think um, there's a lot of hidden talent I've seen that uh, I don't think have been anywhere else far like down this way. Um, Alexander Young, I've said this on a few other podcasts as well, um, I think he's one of the best workers in the world, but no one's ever seen it. Um, you know, no one's ever seen how good he is because he's only been down here. He did have one match in Southside, but that was towards the end when they were obviously um, swapping over. So I'd love to see Alexander Young in uh, a lot more places. He's like the main one that whenever anyone asks me, like, who deserves to be out there or who's like the most underrated wrestler, you know, it, like, he, it, he's fantastic, but no one knows about him. He's like a hidden gem. Um, and then, yeah, like, obviously you got the, the, a few obvious ones as well. Um, but not, too many to be honest with you spring to mind because a lot of the up and coming wrestlers are the wrestlers that are already present you know what I mean yeah okay guys around the world now it can be your guys on TV and stuff now on the on the world scene who are sticking out for you and like you like to watch 
Not to be honest, with you, not really. <laughs> no. Um, I, I like I like watching any wrestling. I think that well, I think everyone that is a wrestler is always was a like a fan first. You know, we all love wrestling. That's why we do it. Um, but I don't. There's not one person that necessarily sticks out because it's so good because everyone does something different. You know, and you look at like the three big companies, for example, like your New Japan, WWE, AEW. You all bring something different to the card. And um, I like I like watching it and staying in the loop. And um, there's not one person that I uh, like, you know, gravitate to or look up to because I want to be the first Ricky Knight Junior, not the second someone else. So yeah, um, you know, I, there's, there's a lot of people that I respect and think you know they're fantastic workers. And you know, and there's, there's people obviously I want to be in in that level of performance because obviously I want to be the number one athlete in the world. That's cool. Cool. Good answer. Good answer. You weren't playing favourites there either. I like how you didn't say anybody. <laughs> oh. That's cool. Where would you like to wrestle where you haven't had the chance to yet? I think the three companies I've just named. Wait. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're the three ones. Well, out of one of them three, you want to end up in one, don't you? So um, I think that's a goal for any wrestler. Any wrestler, no matter how, how old they are, how long they've been doing it, um, how good they are. I think the dream is to end up with a contract signed somewhere because then you can say, you know, there's a difference between being like, I am a professional wrestler to being a professional wrestler, you, you know? Um, and yeah, for me, like I just said, I'm a wrestling fan, so I'd have to perform in all three, every single one of them. But um, if you take them away, I think there's, there's a few other, uh, others, you know, like your um, Fight Club Pro over here, I think are fantastic. Yeah. And um, your Progress are fantastic. Um, there's there's loads of other companies that there's loads of companies that I haven't worked for. Um, you know, I think I've worked for a few companies, but then when I look at how many other companies there are as well, I haven't been lucky enough to work for them. So you know, like, oh, I'd, I'd love to go work for every company. You know I mean, you got breed pro wrestling, you got title wrestling. Um, they're all fantastic companies as well. And then obviously there's your obvious ones, you know, like your your Ring of Honor. Um, and then you know you got like loads loads of other companies that. I'd love to work for and any company that I haven't I'd love to if I could work for every company in the world I would <laughs> Ricky what would be a dream singles match for you? Oh well unrealistic would be myself and Shawn Michaels but um, hey that, he wrestled a couple of years ago he came out of retirement anything could happen I think yeah another five years I'll have to give him a little phone call that I <laughs> but I don't know maybe like my dad, wrestling my dad on a even bigger scale yet again, you know, in front of like these big crowds, in front of you know like seventy thousand people, a hundred thousand people. I think that would be like a dream match to be able to be like the first father and son showing them like a big scale, because um, it's something yet again that's different. And in wrestling, it's very rare you get something different because yeah. wrestling's been around so long that most things have been done, and most of those things have been forgotten about. To be fair. That's cool. I'm going to extend off that. I'm going to go into who would you like? Who would you like to go up against in a tag capacity? Tag team. Um, I think for when I was growing up, it would have to be like DX probably, like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Just for when I was growing up, they're like the they're the ones that I'd skip to to watch on Sky or whatever. Um, 
yeah, I think that like they're the big ones that I would want to work. Um, but then there's you know then there could be loads more others that would want to be. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be like DX, but there's Shawn Michaels and Triple H. What advice have you got for young guys coming into the business now? Obviously, I know we're on an off period at the moment, but what would be your advice to young guys that are going in to start training? Um, I actually have a few people message me on Instagram like on your uh, your messages requests, and like the same reply is just get into your like your local training school, um, go in there, start training, but don't stay at one you know training school. Like go around because every teacher can teach you something different. You know that's like with anything, not just wrestling. But so that my method might be different to how someone else's method would be, and like you can find which one fits you best. But go somewhere, you know, listen to your trainer. Um, and then you know what what they say that they are right because you, they you're training them and just go around, work as hard as you can, try getting uh, try get a good body, um, make sure you your ring fit, so make sure your your cardiovascular fitness is fine, because um, you want to be if you're going into a match and you're 25 minutes in of you know action after action and you're, you're tired, you've got a good chance of dropping someone and hurting someone. Um, so yeah, like you know, stay. Uh, make sure you're fit make sure you've got a good body um, listen to your trainer and just just travel around if if someone's going to a show and there's a spare seat in the car ask if you can jump in come down meet the meet the promoter meet the performers feel what it's like to be there feel the energy because um, I know being there like I feel the energy like you get a different buzz rather than hearing about it if you're seeing it first hand you, you really feel like what I don't know it's hard to explain but when you're there and you, you're watching someone else in the ring you're thinking God, I wish I was in that ring. Like, I should be in that ring. You know what you need to do. Like, give like likes of fire. Then you can go home. You can work harder. So, yeah, just keep working as hard as you can. Listen to your trainers, and you have got a good chance of going far. Do you think? Um, do you think some guys are rushed into their first match? Because I've had different time frames for different people when they've had their first match. I know everyone's different how they learn and pick things up. But do you think some guys are getting thrown in there too soon? In your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone would be wrong to say no. I think there's definitely been someone that's been thrown into a match too soon or thrown into something too soon. But um, that's not for me to decide. That's for the boss to decide. Yeah. And you know, if the boss thinks they're ready, then they're ready. And uh, that, that's how it is, really. But it's, it's those situations that have been thrown into something that you're unsure of or you're not sure if you can live up. That is what makes you... Um, a better performer. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. And to be fair, I can't really say much. I was 10 when I got thrown in, so I can't say too much. It's the, it's the, hey, it's, your, it's the family. It's the family, man. That's, that's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want you in as early as possible and learning. So, no, that, hey, you're, you're fine. You're fine, man. You're fine. Have, yeah, you managed, yeah. have you managed to watch much wrestling with, obviously, with lockdown? Yeah, I, I do. And I watch it all the time. Um, whether that's you know, I just go on YouTube and watch like the highlights of whatever the show was, you know, yeah. like your AEW or New Japan or WWE. Because for me, like I just said, I'd love to wrestle any any one of them. And yeah. if I was to go to one of them, I want to be in the the loop. I know what's going on. You know what I mean? So I know what other people are doing, and not just that. It's good to see what the British guys are doing, um, yeah. to see how well they're doing because a lot of them are, are my friends. See that they um, are doing so well for themselves. Have you seen Money in the Bank? Have you seen it yet? 
Yeah, I like I said, I watched the I watched the highlights. Yeah. I'm quite impatient. I can't I don't like watching if a film's boring I'll turn a film off after twenty minutes and I'll just go on to another one. So like I can't I can't sit there for three hours like, you know, watch a wrestling but like half an hour I can watch the highlights. Yeah. I did watch the um I did watch the like the money in the bank match though. So yeah, yeah. It was it's crazy. Uh, oh, I, I wasn't expecting the way they shot it and stuff. We're just adapting, aren't they, to, to what's going down? Yeah, play because how many other people would have that idea? Yeah. So it just goes to show whoever's writing the storylines or whoever's idea that was that just shows how much different like they are, like they're on another level, um, as well as like, all the others. But you know, they they went in there and they made it interesting because they did obviously not just that. And you've got to look at the guys as well. You look at the Money in the Bank match. It's, it's a very brutal match. And to be doing that in front of no one, it's, it's going to hurt a lot. And, you know, when you handle that adrenaline, you pick up these little injuries. And being able to go around the, the performance center and, you know, during this time, that's something, you know, they brought the first two-night WrestleMania, which will be remembered forever. Um, they brought the first WrestleMania in front of no one. And um, now they brought the Money in the Bank match in the, the headquarters. So at least that you know that they're definitely bringing stuff different to the table and they're trying out things, which is, is great. People, people are getting on my nerves, moaning and groaning. They'll still watch it though. Do you know what I mean? If, if you're not if you're not happy with it, just don't don't watch it. A lot of negativity, a lot of negativity. Yeah, I, I know, I know what you're saying, mate. It's just it. Just don't watch it. It's simple. <laughs> they get on my nerves. Yeah, I mean. Like- that's the same with anything, though. You know, that's just not. Um, you know, I got I got a few wrestlers. Well, I was in a few group chats, and um, some of the wrestlers will moan about you know like other wrestlers. But at the end of the day, there's pointless moaning. People moan about everything. People moan about EastEnders, Coronation Street. You know what I mean? So that is just that is just how we are. That's what we do. Yes, that's cool, man. That's cool. Right, Ricky, plug your social media for me, please. Yes, at Ricky underscore Night Jr. So that Ricky Knight Jr. Okay, lovely, lovely. Right, fourth generation member of the world famous wrestling Knight family, Ricky Knight Jr. Thanks for coming on today, fella. No, thank you for having me anytime. A big thank you to Stephen Ash and Ed Dowling for producing the track. It's Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the theme. So thank you very much for that, lads. Much appreciated. Love it. It fits really well. So cheers. Thanks to you. Big thank you to Mike Angus for the show intro, as always. Superb, superb. Chris Dutton, thank you very much for editing once again. Appreciate it, buddy. And also to Lee, who does my website. Lee puts the stuff up on the website. Without you guys, I'd be screwed. So once again, as always, appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me. It means a lot, guys. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.